Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. President Trump was arraigned yesterday at a Miami federal courthouse. He is the first president ever indicted on federal charges. 37 charges, in this case, all related to having kept papers from his time in office. Trump, unsurprisingly, pled not guilty and was defiant in his speech later that night. Today we witnessed the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. Very sad thing to watch, a corrupt sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty right in the middle of a presidential election in which he is losing very badly this is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election more importantly it's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or a communist nation. This day will go down in infamy and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president in the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, the president who together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits and Marxists tried to destroy American democracy. But they will fail and we will win bigger and better than ever before. I hope so. The whole situation is absurd. A former president who happens to be the chief political rival of the current president indicted for the first time in history by said sitting president by his justice department for improperly storing documents, a supposed crime which the sitting president himself was recently caught having committed. Doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't have to make sense. It's not about making sense. It's kind of like the leftist sexual politics. The leftist sexual politics goes something like this. Women are oppressed and entitled to special treatment unless it's more convenient for women not to exist at all because men can become women. Unless it's more convenient for sexuality to be innate and immutable because people are born this way. Unless, unless, unless whatever new idea arises to let us take more power. That's it. That's the pride ideology in a nutshell. That is leftist politics. Mishandling classified documents is not a big deal. It's just some emails. It's just some boxes next to Joe Biden's Corvette. It's not a big deal at all, unless it's convenient for it to be a big deal. In which case, we're going to imprison Joe Biden's chief rival and watch him die in prison. We all want to make sense of it. I know, I'm as guilty of this as anyone else. We're just trying, we said, what's the logic? If only we could show them that the logic isn't there. But there is no sense to be made of it. The liberals are wielding political power to punish their enemies. And they are making up the political philosophy and the legal doctrines to justify it as they go along. Trump once said that he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and he wouldn't lose a single vote. Maybe that's true. 
What seems more certain these days is that our liberal ruling class could shoot Trump dead on Fifth Avenue and they would not face a single prosecution from a justice system that has been reduced to little more than a campaign arm for Democrats. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. We have got the Director of Gender Development at Lurie Children's Hospital on camera, admitting that there is no evidence for the transing the kid procedures. We'll get to that in just one second. First, though, how is the rest of the GOP field handling the arraignment of Trump? Everything with Trump seems kind of big and unprecedented and historic, some more than others. This more than even the others that are more than the others. This is a big deal. A former president indicted on federal charges for the first time in history. Even a bigger deal because that former president is running for office again. Had Trump not been running for office again, this would not be happening. They're only going after him because he is far and away the chief rival to Joe Biden. So they're letting the mask slip a little bit. They're being naked in their political persecution. How's the rest of the field responding? They're all kind of condemning it. They're all relatively quiet though. Of course, because the rest of the GOP field wants to see Trump go down so that they can get the nomination. Makes perfect sense. One candidate, however, who's really sticking up for Trump, that would be my pal, Vivek Ramaswamy. We have sent this letter, and I'm happy to announce, this is my commitment on January 20th, 2025, if I'm elected the next U.S. president, to pardon Donald J. Trump for these offenses in this federal case. And I have challenged, I have demanded that every other candidate in this race either sign this commitment to pardon on January 20th, 2025, or else to explain why they are not. The reason it's gonna be difficult for them is the same reason it's difficult for me. The donor class has been calling every Republican candidate and telling us to stay away from this not to touch it from a 10-foot pole, not to just keep your distance away for Trump. That is what the donor class is telling us. That's what they're telling the other candidates. I refuse to abide by being a disciple of the donor class. Love it. Great stuff. Obviously, the other candidates should promise to pardon Donald Trump. If it comes to that, if Trump is sent to prison and if these guys win the nomination, and if one of these guys becomes president, yeah, of course they should pardon Trump, of course. Vivek is right also about the donor class. The donor class right now is pretty cool on Trump. I don't think they ever really liked Trump, and they especially don't like him now. So they're saying, hey, stay out of it. Don't don't get into it. And there are two motivations for why the donor class and the GOP establishment doesn't want to back Trump here. The first one is they don't like Trump. Simple as that. They don't like him. They're basically happy to see him go down. Keep your distance. There's another reason, which is there's some people in the donor class and the establishment, even the the punditariat, who believe that this is a ploy by the Democrats to make Donald Trump the nominee. Now, I think as we look at Trump's poll numbers, this argument seems a little bit weak. Trump is already far and away the favorite to become the nominee. I don't think Democrats need to pull any reverse psychology to convince Republicans to back him. He's way, way up in the polls. Other candidates could win, but right now it's Trump's nomination to lose. But the argument from those 
pundits and donors and establishment types who I think are, are more sincere is, hey, don't let the Democrats force us into picking a nominee that we don't want to pick. Trump can't win again, and maybe some other candidate can win again. So the Democrats are going to try to make us pick Trump, and we shouldn't give it to him. And they're going to bait us into picking Trump because by, by indicting him and by threatening to throw him in prison over a bunch of nonsense. Don't take the bait. Well, that argument's a little weak too, because in a war, your enemy gets a say. In a political battle, your opponent actually does get a say. And circumstances do change. And if we let them get away with this, this unprecedented action of throwing a political rival in prison, we will have sat by as they fundamentally change the nature of our country and our political order. A week ago, we were not the kind of country that threw the political opposition in prison. Today we are, and we are because of the Democrats. And so we can either rally around the guy that they're trying to throw in prison, not saying necessarily make him the nominee, but rally around him really, really strong, or we can let it happen. And we, or we could try to play 25D chess and say, no, well, actually, the way that we can really own the libs is by letting them throw the chief political opponent into prison. Yeah, no, because actually 10 steps down the road, we'll, that'll get us a guy that we want to do the thing, and then, we, and then we'll have such principles, and then hypothetically in the future, they won't do the thing. No, it's, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason here beyond the Democrats are wielding power effectively, and we need to stop them from doing that so effectively, and that's that. Some Republicans don't want to, though, like the former Republican golden boy, Paul Ryan, who's really fallen out of favor, and he's fallen out of favor, rightly so. We'll get to his recent comments in a second. First of all, how's your education looking? If you want to improve it, maybe you got to check out Grand Canyon University. Right now, go to gcu.edu. Are you ready to take the next step in your education, but struggling to fit traditional classes into your busy schedule? Grand Canyon University's online programs are designed to make earning your degree easy and accessible no matter your age or stage in life. Whether you're a busy professional looking to advance your career or a stay-at-home parent juggling responsibilities, GCU's online courses give you the flexibility that you need to learn on your own terms. I love GCU. In fact, back when I started giving college speeches, it was one of the first schools that I ever went to, physically went to, and spoke at. And now, Two of the students who brought me there to GCU are colleagues of mine, one here at the Daily Wire, one at Young America's Foundation. Grand Canyon University specializes in helping you fit your bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree into your busy day. From scholarships to customized scheduling, your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. So why wait? If you're ready to take your education to the next level, you need Grand Canyon University. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Go to GCU. Dot edu, that is gcu.edu. When I was but a wee lad coming up in Republican politics and the conservative movement, Paul Ryan was the man. It's hard to imagine it now, but young conservatives loved Paul Ryan. He was the young gun. He was going to re-energize the party. He was VP90X, who agreed for some reason to take that glossy magazine shoot of him lifting weights in the gym and that silly t-shirt, whatever. He fell out of favor. He got on the wrong side of Trump. He didn't succeed all that much as the Speaker of the House. He seemed to sideline certain conservative priorities. 
as the GOP moved away from being the party of big business in Wall Street and moved back toward being more the party of the people and the American nation and culture and borders and tradition and conserving things beyond a slightly ticking up GDP number, Paul Ryan fell out of favor. And now Paul Ryan is, is being asked what he believes about the current Republican priorities, namely to stop our kids from being transed in schools, protect women's sports, protect women's rights broadly, you know, these, these cultural issues. Here's Paul Ryan's answer. Republican lawmakers around the country are pushing legislation when it comes to banning books. Um, it could be trans rights. Call it anti-woke or however you want to label it. Is that a good approach, a good strategy? You're a football fan. Is that the way you should approach it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a culture war guy. Uh, I think it's really polarizing. Look, I, I, on some of these issues, I'll side, uh, you know, with the anti-woke crowd. But to me, I'm worried about a debt crisis. I'm worried about, you know, the future of our country and, and China there are big policy problems that we need to tackle if we want to have a great 21st century for this country. Um, my work at AEI, Notre Dame, and my Poverty Foundation is all about poverty and upward mobility. You know, what I worry about are the big policy challenges that are going unresolved or made worse by Joe Biden. So that's why I want to win this election so we can actually fix these big policy problems. Yeah. Cultural war politics is good primary election politics. It's very divisive, but it's effective politics. It's effective politics. I'll grant you that. But for me, I'm an old Jack Kemp guy. I believe in inclusive, aspirational politics, solve problems. We got, we got huge problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got a debt crisis saying, coming. Saying, so we got to get on top of that. Saying, no, neither Biden that. or Trump are good on this issue. We got real problems. Okay. Forget about the liberals chopping your kids' genitals off. Forget about the liberals, sea to shining sea, including in red states, including in conservative towns, uh, teaching gay porn to your kids in elementary school. That's not a real issue. That's a culture war thing. I'm focused on policy. But yeah, we're focused on policy too, like education policy, healthcare policy, family policy. No, no, not that stuff. That's all nonsense, says Paul Ryan. That's not real. No, that's just culture war BS. A bunch of demagogues trying to win primaries. Yeah, maybe it helps you win a primary, but it's total BS. Stop talking about how your kids are being educated. Stop talking about how men are not women. Stop talking about how women want to have their special rights and their bathrooms and their sports teams. And stop talking about that. We got to talk about important stuff, like maybe slightly ticking up the GDP number. We got to talk about the important issues that stir men's souls, like occupational licensing reform. Stop it, you rubes. You, you, you hicks, you hillbillies. You're, oh, you're focused on whether your kid is going to come home one day and, and chop his, his genitals off, pump himself full of poison, sterilize himself, kill off your family line. I'm trying to talk about important stuff, like how we can import even cheaper electronics from China. Come on, talk about policy. I'm being a little bit unfair to Paul Ryan. Though not, not too unfair. I'm being a little bit unfair in that Paul Ryan is an honest liberal. I don't mean a progressive liberal, a leftist liberal, a Marxist. Or, I'm saying he's a liberal. Like in the old classical sense of the word, Paul Ryan is interested in improving material conditions for people. Liberalism is a political philosophy, a political order, comes in at, after the Peace of Westphalia, after the, the concurrent with the rise of the modern nation state, takes off during the Enlightenment, 
And it says, hey, on the big important questions, who is God? Who are we? What is our purpose here on earth? What is beauty? What is good? What is true? On those questions, you know, the only questions that actually matter ultimately in our lives, yeah, we're just, I don't know, we're not going to agree. We cracked the monopoly on truth in Christendom in the West, so we're not going to agree on that. The only thing that the political order can aspire to do is maintain some degree of peace, even if it has to do so in a way that would be called tyrannical, but they can impose peace. And the other thing the political order can do is make people a little bit richer, maybe a lot richer. That's what liberalism said. Forget about the big questions. Just agree to disagree on everything other than how to make another buck and other than how to basically keep the peace so that we can keep making another buck. And that's what Paul Ryan's saying he wants to do. Paul Ryan won't even answer the question, what is a woman? This this was the golden boy of the GOP. And he says, look, maybe I'll side with the anti-woke crowd. He won't say the anti-liberal crowd because he's a liberal. Let's say the anti-woke crowd. I mean, I'm a little bit more on the slightly conservative side of liberalism, but I don't get into that stuff. You don't get into what is a woman. You don't get into what is family, what is a, what is a nation, what is, no. I'm, I'm in, and he has probably good motivations. He says, I want to get people out of poverty. Well, that's good, but man does not live by bread alone. And a nation certainly does not live by GDP alone. There's more to it than that. To think this was ever the future, is a joke. Paul Ryan seems to believe if we just avoid contentious issues, then we can maybe squeak by in elections. That was the Mitt Romney strategy. Just don't mess it up and run on how bad Barack Obama is. It completely failed. And and Paul Ryan was the VP candidate. He was the running mate with Mitt Romney, and it just didn't work at all. That's not going to work. Even if it did work, it would be a Pyrrhic victory because we would lose the whole culture. Conservatives have won elections over the last 30 years. We haven't conserved almost anything. We haven't conserved the women's bathroom. Hence why Paul Ryan has fallen out of favor. He's probably a nice guy. He's probably a well-intentioned guy. He's probably virtuous in his personal life. I have no reason to think he isn't. He seems like a very amiable fellow, but the guy just has no idea what time it is. He just does not have a conservative vision that is going to conserve very much. Some other Republicans do. There's a new breed of Republicans coming to town. The, the, the younger young guns, the new young guns, guys like J.D. Vance, senator from Ohio, who is not going to take this political, I was going to say persecution. It was a Freudian slip, but it's, it's true. Forget prosecution. It's a political persecution of Donald Trump. J.D. Vance says, I'm not going to take that lying down. Hey guys, J.D. Vance here. I'm out on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. And I've heard from a lot of people that they're so frustrated as I am with the fact that Merrick Garland has used the Department of Justice for politics instead of law. And I think it's time we stop just whining about this problem and debating this problem and actually do something about it. So I've announced today that I will be holding all Department of Justice nominees that Merrick Garland will use if confirmed, not to enforce the law impartially, which is his duty, but clearly to harass his political opponents. I think that we have to grind this department to a halt until Merrick Garland promises to do his job and stop going after his political opponents. Donald Trump is just one and in the, in the most recent example 
of the fact that Merrick Garland uses his department for political purposes. We have Catholic fathers harassed for their pro-life activism. We, of course, have violent criminals walking the streets after the 2020 uh, summer of riots. And if you're letting the violent criminals go free and you're harassing Christian parents for their political activism, you're not engaged in justice, you're engaged in politics. Let's be honest about that fact and let's make this department work a little bit more slowly until Merrick Garland changes course and actually does his job the right way. Yep, I want to hear every other GOP senator echo what JD just said. I want to see them all retweet his video. This is exactly the right approach. Grind this thing to a halt. What is the risk? The risk is, well, then the government won't be able to do its job. What is the government doing right now? The government is transing your kids, hosting tranny strip shows on the White House lawn. The government is encouraging an invasion at the Mexican border uh, to the tune of three and a half million people per year. The, the, The argument against grinding the government to a halt is, well, if you hold up these DOJ people, then they won't be able to prosecute crimes. They're not prosecuting crimes. They're letting many criminals off the hook. Well, if you grind the government to a halt, they won't be able to deal with urgent crises like the invasion at our southern border. Yeah, they're not doing that now. In fact, they're encouraging the invasion to occur to the tune of millions of people a year. Well, they won't be able to deal with issues like the threats from abroad and the potential of World War III. Yeah, what what are they doing now? They're doing nothing but misstep after misstep every step of the way. Joe Biden, in a ceaseless pattern since he entered office, has only exacerbated the threat of war and made it closer around the crisis in Ukraine. So yeah, what's the the risk here? Right now, the only thing that the government is doing really, really effectively, really well, is transing our kids and persecuting conservatives. So yep, grind that to a halt. Love that, JD. Hope we see a lot more Republican senators and office holders echo those calls. People are going to, they're going to sound good if they say that sort of stuff. And you can look good doing it, especially if you check out GenuCell. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash Knowles. What is the biggest summer secret to a great looking, glowing summer complexion? Well, it's having great skincare products from our friends at GenuCell. Sun, humid, dehydrated skin, covered in dark spots, even puffier bags under the eyes. It's a problem for all of us, okay? GenuCell's beautifully curated summer essentials package is a limited edition package that includes their one-of-a-kind Ultra Retinol Super Moisturizer. Their Ultra Retinol is a powerful plant extract alternative to retinol without the harsh side effects and is perfectly safe to use in that summer sun. Plus, you will get GenuCell's classic skincare therapy for under-eye bags and puffiness and concentrated vitamin C serum to nourish your skin for a visibly clear complexion with a glow that will get you compliments everywhere you go. I love GenuCell. One, especially me, you know, with the, the diet of whiskey, cigars, and coffee, I, I really like that under-eye serum. And I love the owner, Coptic Christian from Egypt, who comes to America for the American dream. Go to GenuCell.com slash right now. Get the Summer Essentials Package. Just for the summer, every subscription includes a customized summer spa gift box free. GenuCell.com slash Knowles. GenuCell.com slash Speaking of the transvestite strip shows at the White House, the White House has admitted they went a little far. Okay, you know this was bad. We played the clip yesterday. It's really, really bad when Corinne Jean-Pierre, the shameless spokesman for the president, comes out and says, yeah, okay, we went a little too far. 
Having received the statement that uh, the White House believes that was inappropriate, disrespectful, is there going to be a greater effort in the future to communicate a code of conduct for White House guests? Look, we've, as you mentioned, the statement uh, that we put out, you heard from us earlier today, uh, the, the behavior was simply unacceptable. Uh, we've been very clear about that. It was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to celebrate their families. Uh, so, you know, we're going to continue to be clear on that. And uh, that type of behavior is, uh, as I said, unacceptable. It's not appropriate. It's disrespectful. And let's not, uh, it, it really does not reflect the event that we hosted uh, to celebrate the LGBTQ plus families. Again, hundreds of families who were here uh, to celebrate uh, their community and who were here in attendance. So um, look, individuals in the video uh, certainly will not be invited to future events. And uh, this is, has not occurred before, right? This is not, this was not a normal thing that has happened under this administration. Uh, but we've been very clear about how, uh, how we saw this particular uh, behavior. Yeah, none of this has occurred before. Hoisting the pride progress flag in the center, flanked by two American flags, and then hosting a bunch of sexual deviants <laughs> for a raucous strip show. Yeah, that's never happened. You're right. That's never, you guys have never done that before. And that's why people are angry that you did that and offended. And that's why you're now backtracking. And I love, she says, it, this did not represent the event that we hosted. The, the, the things that occurred at the event that we hosted, that does not re reflect the event that we hosted. Um, then wh what does represent, the things that didn't happen, that, the things that didn't happen at the event that we hosted, that's what really reflects the event that we hosted, not the things that did happen at the event that we hosted, next to the president, by the way. It's not as though this was just some guy off in the corner somewhere that no one knew who he was. This is a guy who was on camera taking photos with Joe Biden, selfies, talking to him, this was a guy who was, who was quite prominent at the event that the White House hosted, then deciding to take his top off, show off his uh, fake breasts, flanked by some women who had had their breasts surgically removed and taking their shirts off as well. That was the event. But they'll admit that it was wrong now that it has faced some pushback. Okay, that's good. Glad they've admit, admitted that. If they're willing to admit what's wrong, though, can they be clear about what is right? That's what I'm interested in seeing. They're, they're saying, okay, this was wrong. Transvestites taking their tops off, that was, why was that wrong? Is it wrong because it's wrong for people to take their tops off in public? Okay, what do they think about the free the nipple movement? What do they feel about the relaxation of sexual and social mores and norms and standards. They obviously support that relaxation of those standards and norms. So what, what is good? Is it good to chop up and mutilate your body? Is it good to inject yourself with poison? Is it good to sterilize yourself? Is it good? Are these things good? The White House behaves as though they are good, but then when they get too much pushback, they'll kind of back away a little bit and say, no, this is bad. This is unacceptable. So what is it? What what is the vision of the good here? We keep trying to make this all make sense. And you see it especially clearly on the, on the sexual politics, because one of the premises of the gay rights movement was that people's sexuality is innate and immutable. You're born this way. You can never change your sexual desires. But then the premise of transgenderism was not only can you change your sexual desires, you can change your sex. You can change all of it. 
So those would seem to be in conflict, and yet they're simultaneously established. LGBTQ. I think there's a deeper unity, actually, beyond that apparent contradiction. But what does the White House say about this? What do the libs say about this? They don't say anything. It doesn't matter. The, the logic of it doesn't matter at all. It's just about wielding power. It's just about hoisting up that big rainbow flag. When, when powers conquer other powers, they hoist their own flag above the flag of the conquered people. That's, that's what happened at the White House. It was an example of conquest, not the example of logic and enlightenment and a, a serious civil movement and progress within a country. It was a symbol of conquest, the conquest of our old republic with its old symbol by a new empire with its symbol. They're redefining these things. They're redefining the nation. Now, speaking of definitions, especially on this weird sex stuff, there is a, there is a page of Johns Hopkins uh, University's diversity and inclusion, gender and sexuality resources, LGBTQ glossary that was going around yesterday. And this went viral because Johns Hopkins, probably the premier medical college in the country, redefined lesbian. And they, they now say the definition of lesbian is a non-man attracted to non-men. While past definitions refer to lesbian as a woman who's emotionally, romantically, and or sexually attracted to other women, this updated definition includes non-binary people who may also identify with the label. A non-man attracted to non-men. What's funny is gay man still says a man who is emotionally, romantically. So it's that, that's still defined as a man, but lesbian is a non-man attracted to non-men. And the conservatives were making fun of this saying, oh, how crazy these woke, politically correct maniacs redefining all the words. And obviously, I wrote a book about that topic, so I'm very interested in the way that the libs redefine words. The book is called Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. It's available now to, to be ordered. Yeah, that's great. Good, good job, guys. The most striking thing to me, though, about this redefinition is not how crazy and absurd and different it is from the old definition. You know, you redefine illegal alien to be future undocumented American. Well, that, okay, you're redefining that to be the opposite of what it was. In this case, though, the old definition and the new definition are pretty similar. What's the old definition of lesbian? Is a woman sexually attracted to, uh, to women who then act on those sexual desires. And here, it's a non-man sexually attracted to a non-man. What's the difference between a non-man and a woman? The words even sound similar. Woman etymologically, derives from wifmen, and the wif means wife. So it's a the wife, the wife of a man, the kind of a human being who would be a wife. Non-man takes that away. This is really subtle stuff, but the, the libs take over the culture and establish their political order in no small part through the manipulation of language. The only difference between a, a woman and a non-man is that woman implies that women are meant to pair with men, that there is a, a telos to being a woman just by virtue of being a woman, not, not your own purpose of I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or I want to go live in this city, but a, a purpose intrinsic to being a woman is to pair with a man. Same with a man for a woman. And by taking out the wu part of it, 
you, you end up with, uh, what is a woman? Well, a woman, what is the purpose of a woman? Whatever the hell she wants. That's what, there is no purpose to anything. A lesbian is a non-man attracted to non-men. And the, the only kind of human that is a non-man is a woman. But what they do is they, they de- de- deprive women of that sense of purpose, of the end of being a woman. You know, that the purpose of the leftist tears tumbler is to give me leftist tears. The purpose of the microphone is to transmit my sultry, sexy, mellifluous voice to you. And the purpose of my sexuality is to pair with a woman and to be married and to have children. The purpose of a woman's sexuality is to, to pair with a man. So what's even especially interesting about this redefinition is, in a way, it's more precise than the old one. Because if a lesbian is a woman, well, a woman is supposed to be a wife to a man. But a lesbian is expressly not a wife to a man. So it's a natural outgrowth of sexual ideologies that say that the complementarity of human beings is not real or meaningful. This is not just a weird eccentricity of the woke people changing language. The non-man definition is a logical conclusion. It's a natural consequence of enshrining sexual ideologies that are absurd. It's a natural consequence of saying that we don't know anything about what's true and good and beautiful and natural end of human life. It's, It's a natural consequence of liberalism, frankly. But I don't know how many people are ready to hear that. I don't know how many people. That's, you know, listen, that's the real, that's that's the real deep cut here, guys, on what's going on underneath politics. And it's important to to pay attention to this stuff because a lot of conservatives are just confounded. They say, how on earth is it that we never seem to get any political victories? How on earth did we get to this spot where we're transing the kids? This is how. We didn't get to this spot of transing the kids because Joe Biden held an event at the White House last week. We didn't get to this spot transing the kids because Barack Obama won an election some years ago. We got to this spot over decades of very subtle, corrosive, clever changes to our political order and even to our perception through the way that we use language that has allowed us to accept so many absurd ideas on what human beings are, on what marriage is, on what politics is, that we get to the spot where even otherwise reasonable people could say, yeah, a man can really be a woman. And if you say that a man is a woman, you can be kicked off of the largest platform for sharing videos on the internet. In a republic where speech is power, where we're supposed to govern ourselves by persuading our fellow citizens. Speaking of women's issues, there's a woman. I'll tell you the headline. This is the headline you're hearing. Woman jailed for trying to, to have an abortion. This is the handmaid's tale dystopia that we were all warned about. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, women are going to be jailed for even trying to take pills that will result in an abortion. This is going to have the morality police going door to door. And there's a little kernel of truth here. A woman has been jailed as a consequence of trying to procure an abortion. But there's a lot more to the story. And and the details that the establishment media would like to leave out tell you the the ghastly truth, which we'll get to in one second. First, though, when you want to talk to your friends, how do you do it? I hope you do it using Pure Talk. Right now, go to puretalk.com slash Knowles. I am rather discerning, if I do say so myself, about the partners that I choose. And a company that I'm proud to stand behind 
and that is proud to stand behind us and our country is Pure Talk. Veteran-owned with 100% American workforce, they share our values. That is why Pure Talk is the official cell phone wireless partner of The Daily Wire. But that's not the only reason. Pure Talk also happens to be the most dependable 5G network in the U.S. They're a top-tier provider at a fraction of the cost of those other companies. You know, the ones I'm talking about, ATT, Verizon, T-Mobile, those companies that don't care about you or what you believe. Mix and match your plans to fit every person in your family. Choose from talk, text, and 5G data for just $20 a month all the way up to the unlimited data with a mobile hotspot for only $55 a month. I guarantee it's less than you would be paying for that right now by a lot. You vote with how you spend your money. Stop supporting woke wireless companies that don't support you. Go to puretalk.com slash Knowles. Get great coverage while you're doing it. puretalk.com slash Knowles. You will save an additional 50% off your first month because they value you. puretalk.com slash Knowles. Pure Talk Wireless for Americans by Americans. If you're looking for something interesting to watch, check out our series, What We Saw, hosted by storyteller Bill Whittle. Season one is focused on Apollo 11, and now the entirety of season two of What We Saw is available. Delve into the origins and key events of the Cold War as the series explores pivotal moments such as the Berlin blockade, the Korean War, the death of Stalin, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Vietnam War, Watergate, that BS deep state operation, and the ultimate resolution of the Cold War. Do not just read about history, live it. Bill makes you feel like you were there witnessing history, and all episodes of Cold War are now available to stream. But you got to be a Daily Wire Plus member to see it. Go to dailywire.com slash Cold War to start watching. A woman was jailed. That's true. She was jailed for lying to get abortion by mail pills to kill her baby. And this wasn't a woman who wanted to get plan B, as, as some of these drugs are called. This wasn't a woman who was five or, or even 10 weeks pregnant who, who lied to get these drugs. This is a woman who was between 30 and 33 weeks pregnant. This is a woman whose baby was well past the stage at which he could have lived outside of the womb. And rather than waiting a few weeks longer to give birth naturally, or, or even inducing labor so that the baby could be put up for adoption, she chose to lie to get poison to kill that baby. As uh, one of the British children's and pregnancy charities, Tommy says of children born at 33 weeks, if your baby was born this week, they would be classed as moderate to late preterm. It's unlikely that they will have any severe problems associated with being born prematurely. The the baby was a fully, almost fully developed baby. And I mentioned it's a British children's charity because this was not something that happened in America. This happened in the UK. And a lot of American liberals don't understand that virtually every other country on earth has much more stringent abortion laws than we do. The United States for the past 50 years has been the outlier on abortion. It's us, China, Canada, which is now one of the most evil regimes on earth, and North Korea. We're the outliers on abortion. Even super liberal France, much stricter on abortion than the U.S. has been. The United Kingdom, much stricter on abortion. I know this is a dicey political issue. Donald Trump stepped into it in 2016 when he was asked his view on abortion. Trump had been pro-abortion for much of his life. Then he became pro-life and he, he was asked, should we punish women who get abortions? And he said, yeah, I guess you have to. And this raised a lot of gasps from people in the pro-life movement because the pro-life movement has said, look, we're not going to punish women who get the abortions. We're going to punish the abortionists. That's how we're going to s stop the flow of, of abortion. 
And I think that's probably a prudent strategy. I'm not even going to get into the justice of it. I just think as a prudential matter for stopping abortion and for persuading the public, that's probably the the right thing to do. And even taking into account the uh, anxiety that women are going through who are preyed upon to get these abortions by their boyfriends, often by these doctors, by the abortion industry. I think all in all, that's probably a pretty good strategy. But the issue for the this story is that the woman in this case is the abortionist. And as drugs become uh, available to kill babies in the womb at later and later stages, it used to be that, that chemical abortions would only take place very, very early on and surgical abortions would take place later on. Well, here we're talking about a 33-week-old baby. So as that becomes the case, our law is going to have to reflect that. And so, yeah, go after the drug manufacturers first, make these drugs illegal if possible, uh, uh, punish the distributors who mail these things out. But ultimately, if a, if a woman is intentionally lying, committing a medical fraud to get a poison, to kill a baby who is obviously viable, a 33-week-old baby, obviously there need to be legal consequences for that. And it's not just the crazy right-wingers in America saying it's the libs in the UK. It's, it's pretty much everybody on earth except the most the absolute most evil regimes on planet Earth. China, North Korea, Canada, as we've seen in recent years, and do we have to put our own country? Do we have to put our own country in that mix? I don't want to, but we are included in that when we look at the issue of abortion, which is a pretty weighty moral issue. So let's not, let's try to get out of that group. Let's, as, as a general rule, it's, it's wise not to be lumped in with communists and Canada. I don't, I don't even know in which order anymore. Speaking of child abuse, the director of the gender development program at Lurie Children's Hospital has just said the quiet part out loud. She's just admitted something that conservatives have been warning about for many years now, and the libs have gaslit us and told us it's not true. She's admitted that there is no evidence for the transgender butchery that, that our big medical industry is pushing. You work with trans kids and teens, and I would love for you to share with people um, like a little window into what the process is like when a family comes to you. Um, you know, when kids realize they're trans, like what are they looking for when they meet with you? Is this a risky process for a young person? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the answer to that is largely um, no and yes, you know, so there are things that we do not know about the process, but, you know, these are medical interventions that have been used for a long time now they've been done quite safely i mean there is there there's not a full range of evidence to support the treatments that we're using but there is a lot of anecdotal evidence to support it you'll have to forgive me i misgendered the director of this children's hospital i saw i, I believe the woman was the the director no it's this guy who's speaking very bluntly as, as clearly as anyone on this issue has ever spoken. He tries to conceal a little bit. He says, look, okay. So when it comes to the children's transgender procedures, there's a lot of great stuff about them. Um, there's one, there is one thing we're missing. There's not like a whole lot of, ah, what's the word for it? Evidence that any of this is real or works or is good. There's not like a lot. We don't have like facts you know, but 
I, we got a lot of feels. We got a lot of feels, and I, I and I'm like I got a good gut instinct about it, you know. And anecdotally, I think it's totally cool. So yeah, give me your kid and let's chop him up. Now, if you yeah, if you okay, if you want evidence or like science or like reality, then yeah, I guess these treatments are not for you. But if you want a a bizarre baseless fad, head on over and trans your kids. Yeah, that's true. I'm being a little unfair to him. Not not too unfair. Kind of like with Paul Ryan. I'm not being too unfair. That that is his view. But but the point he's expressing is that yeah, these are experimental treatments. And they they are experimental treatments. And he's fine with that. Because to the liberals, all of life is experimental. And I mean even the liberals, kind of the old school liberals too. In antiquity and in the Middle Ages, we thought of knowledge as being gained through experiment at times, yes, but also through deduction. There were eternal principles that we could know something about using our faculties of reason and we could use to order our lives. And in modernity, we got rid of that. We kind of made fun of that idea, the, the, the ideas of the old medieval schoolmen. We mocked them. We said, oh, yes, they're just debating how many angels dance on the head of a pin. Those guys, they, you can't know anything using your reason, deducing, certainly not metaphysical reality. No, the only way to know anything is through experiment in the physical world, through empiricism, through just testing stuff out. And, you know, if we're going to sterilize some kids while we try to get the hormones just right and figure out how to make a man into a woman, well, hey, you know, that's just how it goes. You got you to gotta break some eggs if you want to make an omelet. The, the modern people, the liberals and the Marxists and other modern people, have believed that politics will, requires a, a lot of experimentation. And forget about the past. The past was bad. We're just going to experiment to the future and we'll get it right. Maybe we got to liquidate some cool ox or whatever, but it's okay. We're going to, we're going to figure it out. And yeah, why not? Get, be, why wouldn't you sacrifice your child on the altar of empiricism and medical experimentation? That's the only way we're going to have progress. That's the only way we're going to know anything at all. Hence the increasing incoherence for these ideologies, which today are not even really debated. They're merely used as a cudgel to beat you into submission. Okay, it's Woke Wednesday, baby. We got some woke TikToks coming up. Really important work here, okay? To parse the wokest of the TikToks. I don't have TikTok, as you know. So I need my producers to bring bring them to me so that we can analyze the, the real leading lights in our culture. The show continues now. Go to dailywire.com slash Knowles. Use code Knowles at checkout for two months free on all annual plans. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. 